0: Hello and welcome to Absolute Comics, the show brought to you by me, Benny, known as The Comic historian and Sal from Comic Pop, and our guest today is the famous Tom King, the uh, man who started the bearded comic book writer trend. <laughs> I, did. I did, before me, everyone was clean shaven, and they all That's had right. hair, and they <laughs> <I> were like... <laughs> See, I was avoiding the hat and the hair. And I, was, I was just going bearded. Like, just yeah. to leave you with that.
1: Brian you know. <laughs> Givon was like, I like how that guy puts himself together. And then Melter was like <laughs> the bitch. same. And then Ben just was like, huh. And it was just, everyone shaved it once.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. Exactly None of them, anyone you think is bald in the industry, it's all de- it's all deliberate.
0: Yes, Yes, it's all all over, absolutely. It's what you expect from a comic book writer. So today's episode is actually brought to us by a sponsor, and I don't even know what's going on. Sal just (laughs) called me and told me to be here. So Sal, what is going on?
2: Well, uh, as you probably don't know, and we're going to tell you right now, uh, Tom King is a featured guest at the Baltimore Comic Con online. That's right, Baltimore Comic Con is going to be online October 23rd to the 25th, Sunday the 25th. Uh, Tom, you're talking to Dave Gibbons in a one-on-one talk at yes. 2 p.m. Eastern, and uh, you're gonna talk about Rorschach and Watchmen. And it's gonna be freaking researching dope,
1: Dave Gibbons as we
2: speak. I'm oh, f- yes, <laughs> oh my God, I swear to God, man. That's one of my favorite Dave Gibbons things of all time, is Batman yes. versus Predator. <laughs> so good, right? Literally top two best Predator books, uh, 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 okay. That wait, books wait, if that's me. the
0: top two, what's the other one? Well, uh, I, I like Predator Cold War.
2: I don't know, if anybody else? That's, that's a, a deep cut. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I was, I was like, I've never even heard of that book. So I, mean, okay. I think it's gonna be like
1: Predator versus Archie was. Yes, no. <laughs> <Archie versus laughs> Predator Two uh, is my <laughs>
2: favorite. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna happen at two p.m. on uh, Eastern on Sunday the twenty-fifth, wow. and then at seven p.m., you and uh, Cecil Castellucci will be discussing the Kirby Fourth World remix based on, of course, uh, Your Mister Miracle and the Female Furies series, uh, which sounds exciting.
0: Uh, sounds exciting. I don't, awesome. know why did, I don't know why they didn't dawn on me, but those, of course, would make sense to work together. I know. God, then, did you guys know they're both from New Genesis? <laughs> <laughs> they're both Kirby things. Uh, and finally, on Sunday
2: at 9 p.m., he'll be part of the uh, Streets of Gotham panel with uh, Cecil. Uh, is it Yoel Jones or Joel Jones? Joel Jones. Thank you. You just answered, but, it, but it's
0: Mikhail Chanin.
2: Okay. So, yeah, so it goes- <laughs> Is it
0: really? Mikhail Khanin? Khanin, yes.
2: Khanin, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I'm without, terrible um,
0: at pronouncing writers and artists' names, and I always apologize when I have to pronounce them. Like, I just called you Tom Kong for the longest time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I called you Tom Taylor for the longest time, and that's apparently a, whole, no, no, that's, a that's, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I get that a lot. Well, just don't try to pronounce Mitch's name. Mitch's name is impossible to pronounce. Yes. Is <laughs> it Garrett's I, Jared's? We don't know.
0: It, yeah, he those those, those
1: letters don't. They seem very simple, but they don't go together in the human language. They just no. don't
2: make any sense. At all. Don't worry.
0: The one time I met him in person, I called him that artist guy that did that work.
2: <laughs> He's like, <laughs> "That's like, right, that was
0: me." He was like, "His name is Mitch, but that's way too form. That's way too personal." Yes, and I don't know Mitch. how to pronounce his last name. So. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, Sunday at nine, you'll be on the Streets of Gotham panel with Cecil, uh, Joel Jones, and Brian Hill. And you can watch all those panels online at actually youtube.com/slash comic pop and at the Baltimore online uh, Comic Con, which is at baltimorecomicconlive.com. Check it out. Uh, okay, that was all the that was all the work. Uh, Tom, thanks so much for joining us. Work. We'll see you guys next week with a new episode. And that's sweet. The
1: end. <laughs> I feel like I nailed that guy. <laughs> amazing Ball jokes.
2: <laughs> They'd be so
0: pissed if that was the show. Browns. <laughs> that that should be Van the Crow. show. That's and you know it. what we'll that's do. It we'll put padding where we just leave everyone's web camera up for the next hour. Like, everyone leaves. <laughs> yeah, just, you go take... Just yeah, like, just go do stuff. Yeah, just watch yeah, cartoons. Just,
1: yeah, just... Me checking my email. Come on, did you like my script? Did you like it?
2: I like that. So, just okay. setting scripts and just hoping for feedback immediately. Just, that's
0: that's all I'm that's what it is to be a writer. Like, the next email could break my heart or make my day. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Don't worry. I feel the exact same way as a YouTuber because, like, the video goes up and you're immediately like, refresh, refresh. Did you like refresh. it? Why, did, why are. Okay, I've got first guy, first, first, first. Okay, where's the real people? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, they hated it. Don't read another comment. <laughs>
2: I'll just I'll just go on my phone. That's all I'm going to do.
1: Comments. <laughs> so okay. wrote, when, when my book came out, when I did, I was a novelist first, a failed novelist. But when my book <laughs> came out, you you it was you know 2012. So there wasn't immediate. There was Twitter, but they wouldn't read a book that same day and comment on it. But no. you, you you but what novelists do is they watch Amazon to see if you're like cause you, your ranking goes up or down, and you kind of refresh that all day long. And you're like, oh. sweet, I'm the fifty-five thousandth read book instead of the fifty-sixth. <laughs> i'm famous yeah. i've made
0: it call mom again I've made, yeah 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 mom i broke the 100,000 mark <laughs> i'm almost there who is this call
2: them, <laughs> we yeah, have
1: enough mom. royalties
2: you can quit your job <laughs>
1: i made it to thirty-two
0: thousand.
1: yeah that, so that's a uh, similar
0: yeah so okay i'm not sure where we should generally start this uh because no one gave me a prepped list, so I'm just I'm gonna sorry, sorry. sweet hi <laughs> Sal should have had a prepped oh, list listen. of questions. That's Benny it. Has, I'm walking. Let me put <laughs> it to <this laughs> my writer.
2: Since since you started on Batman. Benny has been raving about your Batman run, and every time we talk about <laughs> oh, it, I'm like, I "Like this YouTuber?" Exactly. Now Benny <laughs> I, is I, I on unmitigated... your side
0: the whole time. You
2: were. Yeah, I, like, I thought this... there was
1: one out there. I was looking for. I was like, "There must be one guy."
2: <laughs> and <laughs> it's Benny, and it just happens to be the largest comic book YouTuber of all time. But like, <laughs> the I, like, we would talk about like every arc. I'd be like, "I don't know, man." He's like, "No," and then he just had you have a bullet. Like he's prepared. He'd be like, "No, no, no. let me explain to you why Tom King is brilliant <laughs> and what." So I'm like, "Dude, we got You're Tom King on the." Show, can... And I'm
0: gonna be like, so you did Batman. <laughs>
2: right. Did you did you start with Joker and Riddle in the war jokes and riddles, or did you have somebody else in mind? Like that's the good question you got for him. Like, <laughs> no,
0: actually, I, I'll ask the hot question. Please. Okay, let, let, let's Sal brought up a good point. Uh, your your run was divisive. Like there's there people that hated you, there's people that loved you. <laughs> 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 yeah, Don't check Twitter. What? <laughs> yeah. My mother told me everyone loved it. <laughs> <laughs> the question I wanted to know is how did how i've you had a hundred issue run planned out how did yeah. that feel going through it based upon what you just said about checking your email <laughs> every other issue it felt like the twitter was blowing up with kick him off the book or he's a genius wait to the ending yeah like, <laughs> you won't believe <laughs> how did that feel being a writer coming off of books like um vision and stuff like that like critically yeah. acclaimed like tom king's incredible and then coming into something where every other week it looked like you were going back and forth with the fans. Yeah, you got
2: constant feedback. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: I uh, how did it feel? I mean, I don't know. I didn't have time to feel anything. There were so many deadlines. I mean, to double okay. ship Batman for that long. Yeah. It was it wasn't a matter of like, man, I feel down, I'm not gonna write this week. Cause like you don't put an issue
0: of Batman out stores close. Right. So you had to <laughs> oh. I so can gross. totally see that. Because that, yeah. that, that, I mean that's how it is with the YouTube world like stuff comes out so quickly at such a rapid pace Like everyone's like your last video the four last videos you did sucked. I did. What are you I, I'm getting yeah. the next one what Which you, one was that what are you complaining about like I've got a plan I'm doing here, man like <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and and you're doing things and when you're doing double ship and you're trying to get a list artists And I made this stupid rule at the beginning that I would never have an artist stop a story in the middle and have another artist pick it up so that every artist would get their own sort of arc or so, so, so we would adjust every story to the artist, sure. and of have this artist adjust okay. the story. Uh, so i you know, so then I was writing way out of order. So you know, I'd write issue 17, and then issue 26, and then issue 14, and then oh. issue 32. And so it was, it was almost a mathematical equation keeping it all straight in my head. You know, because you know uh, Tony Daniels needs an issue, Mikkel needs an issue, and Mitch needs an issue, and you know those are you know t- three totally different artists who have totally different aesthetic qualities. Totally so right. uh yeah i mean you know what it, in retrospect i think it was awesome it was really <laughs> a fun i fucking loved writing batman i loved having double ship i loved being on that book i loved that character i mean i i, I had a great time and um yeah i, I had it feel it felt great yeah i mean it was stressful at times but just i mean good stuff is good is always stressful i feel or else you're not doing it right
0: no i mean yeah it, 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 the batman run was incredible it's just a it, I, I've never seen it because you were doing it for so long. And I always wondered how it felt from your point of view and the whole thing. Cause it wasn't like a lot of the times we see the Batman writers, they come in, they do six issues. Oh, they did well. Now they're going to stick around and do a few more issues, but you never have that locked in. Like we're doing the story. This is what yeah. I want to tell. This is what I'm doing. We never have that. So it, it's, it was interesting to see that develop. Cause I think it was you and Joshua Williamson were the only two that really did like, you had a locked hundred, you were knocking these out no matter what. And,
1: josh is the only one who got to 100 man josh and i are, su- are super close friends and yeah I, I, t- I tell him I was like man that's a super accomplishment because lord knows i tried to hit it <laughs> so, <laughs> and a lot of us tried to hit it a lot of us really in the beginning we're all like you know we're at the whatever launch party and we're like we're all gonna do this and we're all going 100 together and then it, at the end it was just josh still <laughs> i was like damn man that's a marathon you you got to
2: put your hands in the air you did something to me. <laughs> That's kind of ironic that the Flash writer got there first.
0: <laughs> yes, that is yeah, sad. <laughs> <laughs> but see, uh, no, I mean, you're really going to hit it with your, your miniseries, though. I mean, I'm still going to count that as a part of your overall story arc. Because, that's true. So if you can yes, exactly. the Exactly,
1: I will yeah. eventually hit it with the, between the 12. Because I got 85, and then you have three annuals and what, yes. like two specials. So plus the 12. Yeah, that'll hit 100. Damn right, but, I still hit it. So, <laughs> he's doing Josh it. Williamson.
0: <laughs> he's doing it flash style. He's taking rushing power. there. Yeah, but you're, yeah tag- but we're take- you're tactically. Tactical. Tactical. We're yeah.
1: taking our time. We're going <laughs>
2: slowly. Exactly. So, what can you tell us about the upcoming Batman Catwoman
0: series? I assume it's just the, the rest. Of or let me the, guess, let me guess. It's, they both get married. They're happily ever after. It is 11 issues of a happy ending
1: yes it's just it's <laughs> back to the beach it's just them on the beach it's, on the beach. <laughs> it's magnum pi the whole time yeah batman grows uh, a mustache will be fantastic a lot yeah a lot of cutaways to parrots it's gonna be great <laughs> uh what, can, what uh what can, I can you tell, tell us? you it's, I don't wanna... it's gonna be the most beautiful book on the shelves clay man um yeah, holy crap, is a bloody man. genius i was just looking at issue two today and that guy is he's out of my, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, when I saw Jim Lee and like the uh, X-Men, whatever, 250s, fifties, two sixties. Yeah, when when Jim Lee came on there and I was just like, oh my God, it was just, it pops off the page, the action, the layouts, the everything. Um, I can tell you it's just gonna be the most gorgeous books in the stands because Clay is killing it. and what can i tell you i mean it's it's very ambitious it's more ambitious than i thought it would be it's more ambitious than my ending of batman was supposed to be mm. it's a huge time-spanning story that goes from the sort of first um it, it takes place in three different time periods it takes place after their the batman catwoman first hook up takes place in the present day uh and then it takes place in the future after batman has passed away oh. so it's so it's, so you get an expanse of a whole Bat universe and a whole Bat life that goes from him just being the beginning of a, a, a superhero, fi- figuring out what it means that he's fallen in love with a criminal to, to his legacy and what his daughter Helena and what, what her feelings on her father are and what, and what Selina's feelings are. So it's just, it's a huge scope. It's a way to pull the camera back and tell the biggest Batman story I can tell.
0: Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. I, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm the one that was just toting the praise of Tom King the whole way through. My only complaint with your run dope, was: did, did, was it preemptively decided that Bane was going to be naked during the ending fight? <laughs> <case or? laughs>
1: Always more naked Bane.
0: <laughs> I just I got to that last pages where he's just naked. Everyone, I'm like, he's naked a lot. Like <laughs> really? that, that is that still was the in, same scene.
1: That was Mikel had drawn him in the very beginning. Because I feel, look, Bane's origin is that, uh, you know, when he was four or five years old, he got locked in a prison cell that yes. flooded every night and he was stuck there for 17 years. And so he had to tread water every single night and eat the fish that came and grabbed them with his teeth. That's how he survived for 17 years. How long do you think his shorts lasted? Probably like a week. or four- <laughs> Yeah, like a week. So he's naked the first seventeen years of his life. So, so you're I saying he's more comfortable? <laughs> a character trait, dude. If if you were naked between the ages of five and twenty-eight, that's and your natural that state.
0: Yeah, that would be your natural state. When he wears clothes, he feels
1: like he's coming down to our level.
0: Right. <laughs> I I love that there's a reason behind it. I just thought Absolutely. you were like two dudes wrestling. Let's well, get naked. <laughs> Bane's like oh, Just I figured was just
2: behold, me. look at me, and all oh my <laughs> yeah, glory. That's said, very yeah. Happy. yeah, no,
1: that's just he just. Bane is, you know, he doesn't. He has no compunction about his
2: body. You know, he's like, "See
1: me naked? That's me."
2: Yeah, you're welcome. Now I'll kill you're you. You're
1: welcome. That's right. This is my gift to the world. <laughs> my own nude.
2: I think that would have been a way better ending to the first arc of Nightfall if he just if he picked up Batman, he's completely naked, but for the yeah, mask, no, toss him off the roof. People are like that is an award-winning ending. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man.
1: <laughs> but in reality, it came from the first time Mikkel drew him. She, he drew him on this. I don't I don't remember in the script if I, I definitely don't think I put it, he was naked, but Mikkel drew him <laughs> on, on the throne of skulls, butt ass naked with the bald head. And I was yeah. like, that's the coolest thing. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people, I just thought it was just so badass that he's just naked. He's got a skull up his ass. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, come to me, you know, he's doing a Marlin, Bur- come to me, Marlon Brown Yeah, I, I, yeah, so I, I just, that first image Mikhail drew. So blame Mikhail, it's his fault. Okay, okay. all
0: right, cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't see anyone else complaining about it. No one brought up that you did Naked Bane. I just, I needed to know yeah. Naked Bane. Yeah, and now I'm going an image in my head, you're just writing like Naked Bane, like really naked. Like but now, now we know, naked. it wasn't. It was just,
2: so Bane and Mikhail's like, right, Naked Bane, got it. <laughs> Apropos of, uh, your, of, of of Naked Bane and, and, your, and your use of- use oh, of Naked Bane. I gotta
1: see where this goes.
2: Right. That's the name of this video. It's just gonna be the origins <laughs> of Naked Bane.
0: Origins of With Naked Tom Bane. With Tom King. It's yeah. gonna be- With Tom has... <laughs> like... Yeah.
2: Naked Bane explained by Tom King. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a lie. That's not clickbait. That's real. Uh, which of the villains that you got to use that weren't like a central focus of one of your arcs, did you really like have the most fun? playing with
1: i mean the obvious answer is kite man i don't know if you consider him a villain but like kite man i, I had to just hell yeah it was always a joy
0: <laughs> someone yes. had to say it so It's it, true
1: yeah. <laughs> could not. He's, yeah I, I stuck him in he he was put in just originally as a joke um and just to fill up a page and i just fell in love with that character i'm a huge peanuts fan i'm a huge charlie brown fan my kid my first oldest is named charlie after charlie brown oh and uh, and he and of course famously uh, kite man is his name is Charles Brown right um, and he, and he's just and he flies a kite like kite. that was a joke that I think uh, Tony adds um, Isabella added and uh, but I so I love that concept of a guy who's just like he always gets fucked up in the end man he's like Charlie <laughs> Brown man like if that game's tied and he's throwing the last pitch someone's hitting a home run off of him right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I liked my sad, sad Kite Man, man. He was always fun. And it ends, and Kite Man's on the very last page, him and Bruce having a beer. Yeah. yeah. I actually get yeah. a video,
0: saddest story in DC Comics, Kite Man. Like, <laughs> 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 I legit made that video. So, yeah. um, how do you feel about Kite Man's portrayal in Harley Quinn? Because uh, That's where like was going. That version is based on what you created. Because this whole, hell yeah, I'm just here to have fun, I have a sad story, that didn't seem to... Kite Man was a nobody until you wrote Kite Man are free time about? kite man was a nobody he was dominating the dc charts <laughs> how do you feel like this is currently your legacy batman and kite man that, that that's, these that's are the true. two that people know you for yeah. after all the amazing work you've done it's kite man and batman <laughs> I, do. I have a t-shirt
1: that says hell yeah on it um <laughs> with, like a big green t-shirt i nice. love it man I, I loved it i she he cracks me up on that harley quinn show and i think uh yeah you know Scott has his court of owls, and you know um, Jim Starlin has Thanos, and I have a catchphrase of an old six sixties uh, super villain. So you yeah. know, I feel like my
0: legacy is set in stone. I I've made right. my <laughs> contribution
1: to comics. Now I will move on to film.
0: Or, it's like Tom uh, King, you know, he did Vision. He's done Sheriff of Babylon. He's done Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that should just be your con banner. It's just Tom King. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. uh That's all I got. <laughs> uh, So, i well, you got another one. I was just gonna. I was actually
0: gonna try to get all his... the Batman stuff out of the way. That's fair. Yeah, so let's get everyone's all the Batman. here hooked for it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Way we don't like double stuff. into your. I other love stuff. Batman stuff. Yeah. Well, a question that everyone has had, and I've never seen you answer directly, is so I don't know if we have to cut this particular one. But <laughs> what? No, it was just was the Alfred decision yours or DC's? Because everyone likes to give you credit or DC. Like. The the fan base is divided. Who can party? everyone blame? Let's ask. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> what it comes down to. Who do we pin the kick
2: me sign on? I mean, that sucks.
1: <laughs> no, I think I've said this publicly. I, um, it was DC's. He was not supposed to die in the original. Okay. Um, I think if it, and even kind of feel where it when the issue came out, he it was supposed to be a fake out, and you can see there's a little like gas effect in the background because it was supposed to be a scarecrow. Like they gave um damien's scarecrow gas and he saw his worst fear which was alfred die that was supposed oh. to be the little twist and if you look closely you can see a little gas i think in the like movie.
0: you were planning for it at the time for that to be the twist that
1: was going to be the twist and i got a call uh from uh, the editor-in-chief of dc comics at the time dan didio um and he's like tom i read i read the comic i love it i want alfred dead <laughs> <laughs> i was like you know you you can get copies of these before they come out dan <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't have to go to the store and buy them. I'll send you a PDF. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, Technically, shouldn't you uh, have so wait, one already? So, the, so the, wait, the issue's on the shelves, and he's like, no, no, leave it that way. Like, yes, that's, <laughs> ex-
1: that's exact. And so I called my editor. I said, this is a dumb idea. I don't want to do this. I don't want to kill Alfred. It's not sort of how we and, um, And basically, because because Alf- I couldn't think of, because Alfred didn't die heroically. I was that, that was my big problem with it. Like, yeah. Alfred can't die as just a... A victim that's just a victim that's right i didn't you can die in superhero comics lord knows you'll come back to life someday
2: right but, I but mean, if you do you should like, you know. <laughs> yeah i honestly was expecting it to rat to wrap up and <laughs> we're in the next one i was like so right, how are yeah. they gonna bring back I, alfred it, at the end of this book uh, okay
1: I, alfred famously like died in what 1952 or something and then came back in 1960 so he's he's been dead many a time yeah uh you uh, would there bring back Fat Alfred from the beginning. Yes! <laughs> the one who liked to solve crimes himself. The one who like to solve crimes himself, yeah, exactly. Fat, mysterious <laughs> Alfred. Yes! Uh, so, uh, so I, I got on the phone with my editor. I was like, I don't like it because he decides to sort of victim death. And then we, I was literally walking my dog, talking on the phone. And by the end, we had come up with a solution where sort of his death was more meaningful and had a... And it, and it turned out that he was... It was sacrificial that he chose to... um to die to, to save, because Bat- he was supposed to do something and he, and he, and he, and he didn't, he, t- he told Batman he could do something and he did That was another thing, I couldn't, I couldn't have Batman endanger him. It couldn't make either Batman look like a, a, a shithole or make Alfred not sacrifice. So we had to solve that. Once we had solved that puzzle, at the end of the conversation I said, I think we just killed Alfred. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I think we did, so. Yeah, that, that, that's, it was, it was at the end of the Batman run uh, when editorial was very much in my face a lot. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the, I can one imagine of the that. Examples of that.
0: Yeah, it was because it, it was funny with the Alfred thing. Because you know, you, you, of course, that happened, and everyone's like, "Benny, what do you think about Alfred's death?" I'm like, "They didn't hype that up at all. There's no way he's dead. Yeah, like it just came thing. out of nowhere. Like he's gonna come back in like two issues. What are you worried I was like about?" It's like Clayface. Forget it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what we all thought. We all thought it was Clayface. We're like, if, if, so, if they, which is, if they were gonna kill Alfred. That would have been in the headlines. Like what they did with the wedding issue. Yeah, that would have. They would have told them ahead, ahead, of ahead of time. Of time. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, but that's literally what i was saying that's i was like it didn't make any sense and then he just stayed dead i'm like oh you we're like what <laughs> i like the one, that we both thought
1: that's one way to keep it a secret keep it a secret
0: from the writers and the artists <laughs> who actually
1: write it <laughs> just so you know tom you
0: killed alfred you're taking the heat for this
1: yeah. <laughs> it was funny because you know usually i've killed people in the past i've killed many who have i killed like you know well nightwing died in my first thing i ever did and I, I've, I've i've killed characters many times yeah um and Hot spot. I, when, so when alfred came out i thought oh i'm gonna get a lot of heat oh man Alfred's said but everybody was like and i think this was influential on dan's decision everyone was like fuck yeah alfred's dead like they really <laughs> were kind of the people at, oh, at the top were like yes yeah, finally no, yeah, the, the fans were like i want this because when someone dies it gives it stakes it makes yes it, it makes you, a you know, it makes you feel like yeah you've, you you've gotten it you've gotten an issue that's big And and i felt like what the, and dan's intelligence was like now that they're so into it, to tell them it's a fake out would be would shit, shit on the audience. And yeah. I think I think that was smart of with, Dan, with Dan's observations. So um, from that point of view, from sort of the fans being like, "Fuck yeah, yeah we like this and we, we're into this story now." Um, so I, I, don't, I don't I don't regret doing it. And it led to good stories, and I really liked that issue 83. I did 82 or 83, where we did the sort of death of Alfred, I did the Longfellow poem and stuff. So.
0: Yeah. So, no, you did an amazing job handling it. I don't want you to think that I'm like mad that you killed off Alfred. I thought right. the way you handled how it, the way dare. it was kind of thrown. What, what was how, was... how dare you! How dare you. <laughs> but it's just it, it. It was so. It happened so suddenly. There was no hype for it. It wasn't like this issue, Alfred dies. You know that we know how comic books like to hype themselves up. Someone dies tonight. You know. Yes.
1: <laughs> what comic books like yeah. to hype themselves up?
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny that did like they not we get, get accused
2: for clickbait so much, and yet you know covers are the biggest clickbait of all with like a big starburst it's like someone in this issue is gonna die like come on (laughs)
0: let's
2: just (laughs) turn let's see
0: it's got the whole bat family who hasn't had a a solo series in a while (laughs) (laughs) whose solo series is not coming back Uh (laughs) Uh, uh-oh
1: I remember um we were at some conference and you know like uh we were talking about also the heroes and then the, the, the writers of Titans and Teen Titans got up and they're like, you guys, you always kill off our characters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's very true. Because
1: because that's the, we because we, when you have to kill off a character to make something big, you're always like, well, it can't be, you know, the, the top Justice League, because those guys all have books. And the yeah. bottom characters, you know, the Kite Man nobody cares about. So you are going for those middle characters and it's inevitably a Titan, you know? It's like always, <laughs> right. it's well, always it's like, a Nightwing or a Wanda or a, or a Wally. Or yeah, because the well, cool. there's well, always I
2: mean, somebody who works in the bullpen who likes that character enough to be able to bring them back. It's the characters, <laughs> but that's, that's. The, I think that was like some of the concern with Heroes in Crisis where it's like, no one's gonna bring Hotspot back, man. Yeah, like, no Hotspot. <laughs> no one's gonna bring Fuck Lagoon it. Boy I, back. Like, those characters are just there forever. <laughs> the protector oh yeah the protector. yeah no one's protecting the protector man that's done like who's nobody nobody's gonna stop them <laughs>
0: they're all on drugs yeah talking, so here's the crisis that was one of my favorite you pulled up characters that didn't even know existed everyone <laughs> that you pulled up out of nowhere and then killed them i i'm literally like this is my job talk about comics and i'm like googling like is that a real superhero <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> was that really his
2: catchphrase yes. yeah was
0: that really what he said <laughs> So I, it's, it's almost funny, because you speaking about that, that reminds me of what they what, when you killed Roy in Heroes in Crisis. And then out of the blue in Red Hood, there's just this one random issue where Red Hood's like, let me reflect on the Roy death. And I'm like, you haven't hung out with Roy in like 20 issues. What? Where did this even come from? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you and Roy, you haven't even been a thing for like the last 25, but Scott Liddell's doing a solo issue about you and Roy. Well, like, no, okay. Why not? I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There was a lot oh. of uh, chatter, you know. <laughs>
1: Poor Roy, I see another Titan. Ugh. Oh,
2: exactly. That's the thing is that most of them were Titans. That was like, yeah. most yeah. of them were Titans.
1: Yeah, it's sad.
2: Well, I mean, you <laughs> what, what is It was. Is Roy? They'll all come back. I was gonna say you said I really broken up about it. <laughs> Uh, That's really. I mean, I felt like
1: I felt like those those middling characters, like Hotshot, hadn't had a moment in like ten years of Protect, and I gave them sort of big spotlight moments, so that now people can take off with them and bring them back, and sort of right. Sometimes after a character, a character dies, brings. I mean, I'm I'm of the era that like I didn't read Superman until everybody told me he was
2: going to
0: die, and then I read the shit out of Superman. That's that's literally
2: my entryway to Superman. Like I didn't read Superman until he died, and then read every I didn't Superman. take Superman
0: seriously until he died. Then I mm. got really into Superboy and you didn't kill Superboy, so we're fine. Let's but- <laughs> yet. Yet. <laughs> um, make a list. Crypto is going down.
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
0: don't kill the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're just going to make a list of how many tears can you... So I'm going to kill Crypto. I'm going to kill Kite Man's kid again. Streaky. I'm going gonna- <laughs> gonna- to kill Streaky. Comet the horse. Uh, that guy's- yes. Comet the horse. You know? Supergirl
2: will be very broken up about it.
0: Uh, I'm going to kill off all the Titans, but Dick Grayson. <laughs> yes, I already, I already shot him. It's
2: I already,
1: already shot him. <laughs> and, ki- and killed him, I think, in, in Greece. Yeah, I've killed, uh, a lot of people have died. Poor people. <laughs> so,
0: you know, but let's like, speak about your Grayson. Grayson was actually my initial introduction to you. Yes. So, based upon your history with the CIA background and things like that, was, how did you, like, was it your decision initially to be like, okay, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, I'm making him into a spy, and it's gonna be like every cool spy story you ever wanted, and it's gonna be here. Like, what, what was the inspiration to do Grayson?
1: Uh, it was desperation would be my inspiration. Uh, at that <laughs> point, I was, like I said, I, I had failed with my my novel. I was pitching um, stuff to Vertigo uh, uh, that was getting rejected, back rejected. Like, because I, I had done a Vertigo short, um, and and I had pitches that kept getting Approved and then rejected. So I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm a comic book writer." And then the last thing be like, "No, we've canceled this before." Um. <laughs> um, that's
2: which out for really good
1: because both of those ideas are turning into TV shows now. So thank you for rejecting them because I'll make more money this way. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, so that's wonderful. You did a good job. Uh, so yeah. um, you're brilliant. But but so at that point, and, but my editor was very nice. A guy named Mark Doyle, who sadly was just left let go of DC. Yeah, uh, who was ended up being head of their black label. And he was like, I'm gonna get you on a comic. And uh, he was handed Grayson. It was, yeah, it was a complete idea of like, let's make Dick a super spy. I think, I don't know exactly whose idea people have bounced it back, whether it came from Dan or came from somebody else. And so like super spy and my editor was like, Tom was in the CIA. I like him as a writer, let's get him on this book. And I said, oh, I don't know about this guy. So they brought in Tim Seeley to co-write with me and Tim turned out to be the nicest, like just like my brother. And he sort of introduced me to comics, taught me how to write. Um, taught me sort of the, the rules of the game, and uh, and it, it just turned out to be the best. To, yeah, so what well, the it was in mine, it was just happened to be sort of enough to get okay. me in the door as a almost as a marketing ploy, I'd say.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it was it was actually like I hadn't read Vision, I didn't read Sheriff, I didn't do anything. I was literally like Grayson, and I got through it. And everyone's like, Tom King, this guy's great, this guy's great. I'm like, I never heard of him. I don't care what he's writing. And they're like, No, you've been reading his book this whole time. I'm like, Oh, Grayson, this one's great. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And the first issue I wrote of that, you know, I was, was all wannabe Alan Moore back then, and, and still am, but. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I wrote it backwards and it has like a secret code you have to figure out to make it make it that's work. That's kind of cool
2: though, that's clever. You don't have to brag on yourself on that. That's that's a fun idea. Uh,
1: so they, yeah, they let us be experimental on this weird secret soup. But it was funny because, you know, they brought me in to make it like a realistic spy book and that book is not a oh, realistic no. <laughs> in a realistic sort of way, shape or form. No, not at all. And. Uh, uh even like we were doing you would know this like we we're doing like call signs and i was like well when you say your call sign you start with your name and then you say the other dude's name so like they know it's from you and to them and, I, and so i was doing that in the book and they're like this is too repetitive he's saying his name too much <laughs> I, was, I was like it's like the one thing i can add it's just like this is how you do uh, but yeah so we even took that out i was like well there's no
0: real uh, then what am i even doing yeah. here <laughs> the only thing i did only thing i dislike about what you did so many awesome ideas in grayson and it feels like once grayson ended everything got ignored like they're right. just like, yeah, Helena, she's doing her thing. She she was in it in in a, an organization. We're we're gonna we're gonna ignore it. <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm. yeah.
1: A lot of those awesome ideas are Tim Seeley. Tim Seely is a big idea, man. I just I just do like the little moment kind of things. So yeah, I was right. more excelled at that. But Tim would come up with all like the spiral stuff and all this Grant and stuff. That's all Tim, man. Tim ruled that book. He did so good.
0: Nice. So okay, so is that why you then killed Dick Grayson later with a shot to the head? I just did like I killed at Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Shot in the head. Was that my... what? What was the idea behind that, though? Is it like I, I don't like my Grayson run, so this is my way to get back at him, or <laughs> <laughs> my?
1: Well, I mean, we so for people that haven't read my Batman run. I'm sorry, but so the whole idea of the Batman run is he goes up a hill to happiness to issue 50, and right. then he goes down a hill to sadness to issue 75. And then he goes back up to happiness. So it's kind of like a arc or a W. Um, yeah. So we are so between issue 50 and 75 are like For Batman's Wayne. worst days. Uh, and so as part of his worst days, we're doing this thing where he, he recovers in, like we did an issue um, with Matt Wagner where like Grayson, like, you know, Oh, your girlfriend left you one of those kind of, and your, 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 your best friend is a dude takes you through it. And he brings him up to happiness. So I was like at that moment when he's finally back to happiness, I'm going to shoot Grayson because I'm going to show him <laughs> that everything is terrible because right. I'm going to tear Batman fucking to his bones until he's just, like, can't... And then show you that Batman's the one guy that if you tear him to his bones, he's going to get back up. That's the whole point, to make him, to hurt him as much, to show you that, that he he can always be that guy who's like, I'm still here. I'm um, still here. That's, yeah. And so I wrote them a memo, I, or memo or an email. I said, look, I'm going to shoot Dick Grayson in the head at the end of this issue. Um, I will bring him back to life in the next issue. I will Zatanna him he was not dead we're just gonna he just gets shot and i was a tan of him and it just that's it and we will that's all we'll do and then they, and then again almost with the alfred thing they're like no we love him being shot in the head <laughs> <laughs> let's ride this out and and so then i pitched to them i said okay i was like this is what they're, they're like what, do you have any ideas and i, I, I said how, how about this um what if he has to recover from this and it takes him a while and and he goes to tim and tim helps him recover and tim takes on the nightwing mantle and we do an arc oh where in, in nightwing where tim is nightwing <laughs> and also helping his brother recover and uh, tim wasn't that, even that doing was anything s- then second that would have been dope but, yeah. yeah so it was zatanna and then tim and uh and they're like no 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 no, no. we got it we got it we got it it's rick <laughs> we got it we got it from here <laughs> and uh, man, love people rick love Grayson. it they love it they and do. um so so god bless them for loving it so that's yeah. all i have to say on that issue fair Please. enough yeah so that 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 was and then at some point you're just like okay like i said my job was to get more batman comics out my job wasn't to make nightwing comics right Right. all right you guys know what you're doing and 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 whether they did or not is up to your judgment
0: (laughs) i love that wording whether they did or not that's, that's up, up to you i'm right. just saying out of this yes. at this point washing my hands of rick grayson <laughs> yes that's, that's up to you i was just not that was not my idea don't put that on me
1: again <laughs> i was first gonna be a satana and then gonna be the tim thing and the tim thing would have been seven issues or something i don't know um but yeah
2: very cool yeah. i like that idea a lot damn <laughs> uh i'm just lamenting things that never never exist uh yeah so the uh, the Superman up in the sky book. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because oh, I love that book. Yeah. So oh, have, we, have uh, we run
0: Batman into the ground as a tiny? I feel evolving? like. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything. And <laughs> you I feel can't like run him into the ground. So I'm saying he's always he'll, he'll get, get back, back up. up. He's okay. So he'll come back up later in the discussion. Let's go to yeah, Superman. Well, yeah. He'll get back up in this episode. Uh, so uh,
2: the the I call it the Walmart initiative. What uh? Where where did that start for you? Like where did your involvement start for their decision to like make a Superman book to get you involved, did you have yeah, the Superman I, pitch ahead of time? Like, where did that come from?
1: I am telling a lot of Dan have stories. Uh, so another Dan <laughs> story. Uh, this was the old, yes. And so uh, Dan came to me, we, we had just done an event in um, Washington, which was on um, PTSD. And I it was really crazy. I got to sit with like the Surgeon General was sitting next to me, it was super cool. cool. Um, and afterwards, Dan came to me. We had, we had dinner, he, he, and he's like, "I have it. I've solved comics. We're gonna fix all of comics. No problem. We, we've got a shelf in Walmart, and that'll solve." <laughs> I was like, "That." <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, that's great. Yeah, what could fix I mean, comics besides a shelf in Walmart?" Um, but he, he's, he's like, "We were, we want to do a Walmart comic, um, and you know, to to spread comics beyond to, to anyone. So you could you could. When I was a kid, you know, the reason I got comics is because my parents smoked, and they went to the newsstand, and they felt guilty buying cigarettes." So they buy a comic and throw one at me. That's know? very like, nice. That was, that was how. So the, 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 if we could do that with DC where you're just at Walmart, and you just pick one off and you throw it on the thing. And he's, he's like, we're going to make these big 100 page. And they're actually really pretty little documents. You know, they have these backups. And we need 12 pages of new content, each one. Would, would you willing really to do a Batman story? And I was, again, doing so much Batman at the time. I was, and, ben, and Bendis had just come on board. He's like, and Bendis will do a Superman story. I was like, can we switch? I was, I do, I remember that was my idea. I was like, can we switch? Oh. And I'll do Superman and he'll do um, Batman. And, and Dan's like, I like that. Idea. Just instantly, he said, at the table. And so that's, and that was the beginning of it. And then, um, and he said, you'll be with Andy Kubert, who I've always, um, has been one of my favorite artists uh, since the beginning of my comic experience and continues to be working with him only showed me what a even bigger genius he was than I thought he was. Hmm. And I've seen the word genius a lot. I've worked with so many, I can't draw anything, so it just blows my mind that people do this. And you We've yeah, seen so your they, sketch
2: I'm, covers. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> My hands don't like my brain. They're They've so collectible. I love your yeah. sketch covers. Yes, they're very
2: collectible. That's what I
1: <laughs> They're unique. That's what I yeah, love to <laughs> yeah. my wife's oh. Uh So yes, yeah, so that, that, that's how it began. And that was, that's how Up in the Sky began.
2: I, thank you, because uh, Bendis' Batman, your Superman, some of the best Batman and Superman of of the past 5 years like holy crap right.
0: I love that Bendis Nick Darrington that's Oh my god, book. that's Man, that's a work Batman. of art. It yeah, was it was so it was kind of fun because your Batman was so dark and like you were diving into a lot of the deep breaking Batman down at the time. And when Bendis came out with his, it was like it's like a it's a fun, happy, campy Batman story. Like he's <laughs> yeah. gonna go on a weird adventure with Green Arrow and look, and now he's going off to get a white lantern ring. <laughs> that's
2: such yeah, a great I book. But, that story, yeah. but Up in the Sky was also a beautiful deconstruction of Superman, and each issue is a different highlight of the care of the aspect of the character. Was this, did you, do you have reverence for Superman and you wanted to say something about it and you knew you had something already or was it just kind of like, well, I'll take Superman. All right. I mean, you had the idea. So, like, you know, I, I,
1: I love Superman. My, I mean, I got Superman comics behind me. Um, I, 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 I've all, I, When I was a kid, I thought Superman was for old, boring dudes. Now that I'm an old, boring dude, I love Superman. So <laughs> yes.
0: I confirmed <I> <laughs> <into laughs> what it. you thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It totally confirmed my bias as a nine year old. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I love that character. I I like everything. I like his, his I like his design. I like his. I I like the Clark Kent part of him. I like the reporter part. I like the Lois Lane relationship. Uh, yeah, I, I just think some some things in this world are just perfectly built, and the and Superman is just a perfectly built world and character. And yeah, and then the whole thing. You know, like I do all these comics that are sad people looking out windows. These sort of deconstructions of of superhero concepts and all that. But yes. But I just was like, I'm not gonna do that for this. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do something where every issue, all we do is say, you know, like fuck yeah, Superman. That's all it was. It was like, yeah, it was like Superman. Like at the end of this issue, you think Superman's awesome because he is. And so that was, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna do that with this book.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it was
1: total I, fun, and it was so much fun.
0: It came out at such a great time, too, because this is right when Bendis came on board. So everyone's freaking out, like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? So the fan base was just like going crazy on that. And then you just have your Superman story. And everyone's like, this is amazing. Can he just write all of Superman? You know, like... I <laughs> yeah, was very much on the same thought.
1: Superman is yeah. so much fun to write, I can't tell you, because you just he just does the right thing and you follow that thread. You know, he sets up a conflict and then he does what's correct. And then
2: you just... Yeah. About- I'm always curious about writing for Superman because he is, he always does the right thing, right? But as a human, we don't always know what the right thing is, uh, especially given every circumstance that we find ourselves in. Do you find, as a writer, tackling Superman, when you put your, because like, when you're Tom King in your day-to-day life, you know, maybe you're not quite, <laughs> maybe, like? maybe it's not <laughs> quite so, yeah, maybe it's not quite so black and white about like what the right thing is to do. But when you're writing Superman, does that answer become clearer for you? Cause it seems like that's kind of like a headline for up in the sky where it's like Superman does the right thing. And it's like, you don't really even know what that's going to be, but you know, at the end of the day, he's going to make that choice. But like, as a writer, you're creating the circumstances. So it's like, you know, you, you could almost write yourself into a corner by being like, Oh, I'm going to tell the, I'm going to put Superman in this impossible situation and then he'll overcome it. And it's like, yeah, but how,
1: (laughs) <laughs> I know. It, I mean, like, I'm writing this Rorschach book now, which is you know built on sort of this Steve Ditko question and like this. I mean, Steve Ditko famously said, like, there's always a right choice and a wrong choice, and there's no in between. Like, that was like his philosophy, and that was his philosophy of superheroes. There's a great YouTube video of him talking about his philosophy on superheroes, and he's like, I hate superheroes today because there's a right choice and a wrong choice, and now all these superheroes that are like making these in between choices suck because they're not teaching kids, they're not teaching adults how to be humans. Cause he was like, you know, it's all all right and stuff. And I, I totally disagree with all that random stuff. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think the world is so not black and white and it's, and it's so gray and, uh, and morals are, are these fungible things that change in history. Um, but when you're writing, when when you're writing Superman, you sort of have to like lean into that and say, no, there actually is a right way. And I, and I think, you know, beneath my sort of cynicism of all that stuff, I do, you know, some, some of that stuff's on the surface, like deep down in the core of me, I do think there are probably, there are moral choices to be made in the world and that there are better ways to live. You know, I, I, um, I write about the deconstruction, like this, all this deconstruction, but I live this incredibly conservative life. I'm a guy's married. I have three kids. I right. <laughs> go to work every day. I, I, um, uh, Uh, Yeah. So, 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 I don't know. There's something, yeah, there's something fundamental and true about Superman. That's like true in in, in a, in an old Steve Ditko way that there are correct. When you write that book, you sort of have to admit like there is like, Superman is going to save that girl. Like that's going to happen. And he's gonna and he's not, and he's not going to do it in an evil way. He's going to do it in the right way. And it just makes you feel like, I don't know, maybe the arc of history is long and it, Tilts towards justice, you know, it's possible.
2: That would be nice. <laughs> uh, I, I just as a shout out, one of my favorite chapters, the uh, the moment, uh, the DMV moment. It's not, it's not the DMV, but it's the one I he's on hold, and yeah, because like for me, like each chapter is him like overcoming a trial, and each trial is like an element of like what the, what the, what e, we as humans have to overcome every day, and that one for me is like the trial of patience. Because, like, you and you never get to see Superman's patience be tried. You see him, you know, fight against like unkillable monsters, you know, pushing rocks out of the sky. And and this is one where he, all of his strength matters for nothing, but it's also so human because. We all have to sit in line at the DMV at some point or another, <laughs> and and that is like a true universal evil that we all have to try and overcome. And it's like seeing Superman get into that situation. I don't know. For me, I was just like that really speaks to me. I don't know why. It was just such an incredible moment, but like it felt very, it felt very authentic. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, I mean that was all about. I mean, not solo writer. That's that's all about that. Because when you go overseas to do something, where you like totally like, I went overseas. I totally believed in what I was doing. I mean, the hardest part is you're like, but I have to leave my wife to do this. Yeah. And you know, even uh-huh. worse if you have kids, I have to leave my kids. And that doesn't feel like the right moral decision because you're like, I'm gonna miss a year of my kids' life. I'm gonna miss a year of my life with my wife. And these are, and and but you have, what you're doing the right. So like, like I said, like Superman does the right thing. He keeps pursuing the girl. But, um, but I just wanted to say, like, like he does that knowing the cost of it. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he, on the phone, he's, and even though he has all those fears about Lois on the phone, he, he says the right thing, which is like, I believe in you and I trust you. And that's what he believes. But, you know, it, because he does the right things, it creates conflict. You know? Right. That, oh, yeah, that, I, that, whole, that whole issue is about calling my wife from Iraq. You know?
0: it's, it's ironic I, because that's also the I, I completely Yeah. Well, I completely understand what you're talking about because I went overseas initially for to Iraq and I was single that was the easiest thing ever you know like I'm here to do my job and I don't have anyone to call back at home my mom can whatever I'll I'll call her later you know <laughs> and then between that and Afghanistan I got married so when I went back to Afghanistan it was a totally different experience like well how do I get to the phone oh what do you mean we're in black again what am I supposed to do now like when <laughs> I got back from that and I was offered like the, the situation like, Well, do you want to get out do you want to re so I was like I think I'm good now like, yeah. I, <laughs> That's, i don't want to do that again <laughs> yeah dude that, that i mean that
1: nothing i saw overseas was worse than watching my wife at the airport and we're like looking through the plexiglass and i have to walk away and i know i don't i won't see her for another you know six months or whatever that was the
0: worst moment of the, it, whole thing. It, the worst part about that is you're doing it willingly like yeah. in like, like okay well see you later sweetie i'll yeah. see you Ho- hopefully they don't extend me this time yes. you know, like, <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah so i put that in a superman comic right it's a superman comic and it's great maybe that's why why that comic resonated so well with me i did not even think about it like that but that that is like one of my all-time favorite superman comics yeah like superman's going off he's got he has to deal with it like we did yeah maybe that's why it resonated i also wanted to mention before you moved on the topic one of the questions we have is that are you going to write more superman because (sighs) up in the sky is the perfect superman book oh that's very sweet of you
1: uh uh, I, I'm doing more in the super world, I think. Mm. So I, so the way my um, I'm working now is I work in sort of these generations of books. And so what you're seeing now, I think is my third generation of books, yeah. So it's um Bat Cat, Strange Adventures, and Rorschach are these three books. I've finished those because of the COVID and everything. They're right. done. Um, so now I'm working on my fourth generation of books, sort of the next three or four books that'll come out. And these won't come out for a year, but um, but yes, some of them are in the super-ish realm. Is all I can probably say at this point. Yeah.
2: Cool, okay. good. Uh, you mentioned your wife, uh, and there's an element that I've uh, that I'm sure everyone's noticed, but I I, I will bring it up. Just the there's I have hair <laughs> in this picture. That's why that's there on your desk. I remember, yeah, just
1: so I, as I was looking at something, I was like, oh my God. I remember. Oh, he's so beautiful. (laughs) I I I guess she's okay.
2: (laughs) There's an element in uh, there's a, there's a thematic uh, element that I've seen or noticed in it. It's a trend in a lot of your uh, series, uh, particularly your Maxis, but also of course, it's elephant Batman, but like there, that you have this vulnerable character who has gone through a traumatic event, but he's got this strong woman Next to him, who is keeping him aloft, uh, which I can of course relate to as well, uh, and it's like I don't know. Mister Miracle is that that book where it's like I you can tell you you really like Barda, uh, do, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and is awesome. is is Barda your wife? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so much so that when issue seven came out, which is the birth issue, uh, that's just a straight retelling of my oldest son's birth. Like, she's like, "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, it's, it's moment to moment, you know, where we had the scare and the umbilical cord was around his neck and oh, like shit. and like and and the thing where the doctors had to rush in and it was all like it was. My it was wife all read the issue and she's like, "Why aren't I getting paid for this? <laughs> I did all the work. I went work. through that. Yeah. yeah, I went through it. All you did was record what I said. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, is part of my. Wife. There are elements of her that are definitely my wife, and uh, yeah, like I said, that 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 generation of books, *Heroes in Crisis*, um, *Batman*, and, and *Mr. Miracle* are very much about um, uh, going through a traumatic experience uh, or, or 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 recovering from the trauma of something, and and finding out they're very hopeful books. You know, like you find a, a family member or someone who loves you, not just family, but just. just just you find love in your life and that saves you. I know that's kind of corny and- No, that's, uh, we, need
2: some, we need more corny today.
1: We need yeah. more corny, well that's, that's the, but yeah, there is, and that, and that's just, I'm just telling, I, I don't know, I feel like as a writer, you try to run away from yourself and then you just find yourself at the end of this tunnel you're running into. So yeah, I mean, that, that was, I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but like I had one of those like nervous breakdowns in 2016. Um, and, and, my, and, my, and what I found was going back to my family, and going back to that saved, that saved my literal life. I'd be on the fucking street biting my fingernails if it wasn't for uh, my family. Sort of, you know, being like, "All right, Tom, let's get through this. Let's get through this," and sort of and sort of be in there every day for me. So I tried to. I, I don't know, <laughs> but that was the last batch. Now I'm doing much more cynical comics.
2: <laughs> Strange, <laughs> well, we're doing Rorschach. You can't Strange get much Adventures more cynical than Rorschach. that. Uh,
1: yeah, Strange Adventures is like almost a deconstruction of that because um, not deconstruction, but a uh, I mean, the, the the relationship between Adam and Alana is much more complicated it America. seems that
2: way strange adventures out. may is an achievement it's not it's like we're not even halfway through with the book and it's it's it
0: made me care about this character i mean yeah i didn't care about all about mr miracle everyone's ranting and raving about your mr miracle and i'm like now i'm not gonna read a story about scott freeman why would i read that <laughs> loved that whole book i've always wondered what is up with the veggie platter because i love veggie platter oh, the now. crudite <laughs> yeah the crudite <laughs> <laughs> and how do you feel about Dark Side is? is a running joke everywhere? Oh, I we're seeing it everywhere, man. Dark Side is zinned, Dark Side is here. <laughs> like uh, Superman is, uh, the, it, yeah, it's Superman in the Quinn show. In Death Metal. Didn't they just do something in a justice with it, too? <laughs> yes, that's
2: what I have. I have Dark Side is in hell. Yeah, I'm just a catchphrase yeah, kind of guy. It's not bad, man. Hey, listen, that's two, you know, Yeah, that's two. just do it. That's only one. Like that guy didn't get paid.
0: But like even uh, with even with your vision even with your Mister miracle even with your uh with, with the, the vision mr Mir- I yeah strange adventures it's like, the third yes. one we just talked about yeah it. i just <laughs> yeah uh, like you do such a great job just telling this condensed story this, this this like maxi series where you just make me care about a character i didn't care about yeah and even even when he gets to those pages i'm like okay panels 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 oh okay god damn it scott freeman what are you doing now <laughs> 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 I, well, just you know, overall you make me care so much about these I do you prefer doing these Maxi series versus something like Batman where' like an ongoing? Going.
1: yeah yeah I, 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 I do I, I prefer these sort of novelistic begin- those were the comics I love as a co- I mean I, I read comics. Fucking, you can look at my room, it's just all trades and, and, <laughs> right. and, and original art. I'm uh, seeing original
2: so, pages there too, which is, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, that's 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 up in the sky up there on the wall. I have the whole, no! the oh. whole boxing issue, I have the whole thing in kids oh, up on my God, wall. That's so good. Um, Yeah, dude, yeah. Andy's art is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up, you know, I read comics, I still read them monthly, daily, but the ones that like touch my, or, like blew my mind, were these were like things like Squadron Supreme, were things like Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, um, uh, Challenges of the Unknown, the Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb one, uh, but like, like like these these sort of twelve issue contained series where they took rather obscure heroes or I mean I know Batman's not obscure but it, like it, it, at that time he wasn't super super popular the Dark Knight Return came out. yeah and. Uh, and twisted them and, and, and focused on them and gave you a beginning, a middle and an end where at the end you walked away and you just felt like empty, but in like a way that gives you so much energy. You know, you just felt like, oh, like I've been, oh, I've, I've, you know, to me it was literature. It was it was, it was the highest high of comics, you know, yeah. I mean, I've been chasing that. And um, and so yeah, that that's what I'm trying to get at. That's the high I'm trying to get at, is, is to sort of reproduce those experiences of what it was like to read Watchmen when I was a kid, you know, that first time. That's I mean, really
0: there's cool. something to be said about a book that doesn't have to keep going. We were just talking about problems that we have in comics in general. This story's amazing. Oh, we're back to the status quo. You right. know, because <laughs> you have to keep you have to keep going. Okay, yeah, you know, we have to we have to kill yeah. the entire bad family, but they've all got to be alive within the next year because we got yeah, this cause... crossover event happening and four and, a uh, book. So yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so I think I think personally I like I what I like about your Mr. Miracle and your vision, like it's 12 issues, it's done. There's a story that's been told. As much as I want more, I think it's better that it ended so yeah. that I can enjoy what's there and it's not like, well, it was great up until about thirteen and then he just <laughs> went off the rails and <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: that's exactly right. I want it you, you can form a like a symbiotic relationship with the artist where you're not always switching off to the next artist and he's got another project and you're looking forward to this. When you're doing twelve issues, you're like, okay, here's the commitment. We're gonna do this together, we're gonna to write we're gonna write this and draw and this is a partnership between us to produce this thing. And you can become a and in and, and that way you can become a better collaborator and make better comics. Um, so yeah, I mean I just I think it it, it just ups your game, this sort of maxi series model to me. Or ups my game at least.
2: Did you get a call from Marvel because of the red tornado scene at Heroes and Crisis? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't get like I nobody was like, hey, Tom, just want to let you know,
2: fuck you, click. <laughs> <laughs> just, if you're not familiar, there's a moment at the end of Heroes in Crisis. Red Tornado's doing a testimonial, and he says, I'm thinking about building a family. it would be quite easy. And it's like, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: no. I should do, we should have immediately announced a Red Tornado TV show for the HBO Max. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> they, you know well, they're the, going to greenlight that. Like, I'll <laughs> I'll we, we, tornado we just got confirmed here.
0: The, tornado the Red Wanda. Tornado family show you know <laughs> oh, no
2: it, uh, apropos i just wanted to be
0: by tom king
2: because <laughs> we, we didn't talk about like any of your marvel stuff we haven't talked about vision much but uh, apropos of vision you know you i i see as i recall the timeline of events and feel free to correct me uh you got scooped up by dc like before vision even finished coming out yes and so like yeah. the last issue of Vision, they were able to put like a good luck to Tom on whatever the hell he's doing after this. I don't know That's what it right. is. Yeah.
1: I, was, I was already ex- one of my my contract, my first DC exclusive had a out that said I will be able to finish Vision. Good. Yeah, that was yeah. that was that was like one of the things I negotiated
2: with. Was there any was there anyone you were like, oh like I'm I'm obviously happy to do this, but like I, I didn't get to do so and so. I didn't get to touch oh. on all of
1: yes, I mean I I wrote all of one panel of spider-man he says oh poop Uh, (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) yes that's all no no i grew up a marvel zombie marvel was um was i I came to dc a lot later and i thought it was and i i I loved it but it wasn't marvel was always like where my heart was when i was a kid you know i was a big avengers fan i love the x-men um i love the defenders you know i just love i love everything marvel as a kid so uh yeah, there was, a, there was a thousand Marvel problems. I and you can tell, like, I always feel like when I'm in DC, I'm, a, I'm somehow this Marvel writer who got stuck in DC. That's how <laughs> I feel. Like, I'm always making these, I'm always sort of stand leading these characters where I'm taking these sort of, um, I feel like Hickman and I are exact opposite. Like, he's a DC writer who got stuck in Marvel. Yes. Like, <laughs> like I he takes characters and in brilliant ways. He makes them into gods. Like, yep. Hickman turns, like you you read his you read Fantastic Four X-Men, you read his characters, and like suddenly you're like, wow, I am on fucking Mount I'm on I'm on Mount Olympus, I'm with Zeus, and I'm overhearing a conversation between gods. Yes. And and, and he writes them that way, and you actually believe and I used and I do the exact opposite where I'm like, hey you gods, come down to earth. We're gonna talk about Uber. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> That's right. Uh and veggie trays, and like I, I do I do the exact opposite, and which I think like that's like the Marvel in me. Like Marvel was always about, you know, put put human into superheroes, and DC was always like put gods into humans. And yeah. we just got somehow got put in the wrong companies. Me and John.
0: <laughs> Actually, I think that works in your favor though, because yeah, a lot of a lot of the DC writing comes across the same way. We're gods amongst men. You must treat us as such. Uh, you're we're gonna try to try to be humans, but you write the human story. Yeah. So your perspective of having that human story in the world of gods makes it stand out. I think it does really well in there because of that. Like you're writing a Batman that's completely different than every the way everyone else writes Batman. You're yeah. writing your Superman is completely different from how other people write Superman. And that's what I think I enjoy about your writing in the DC world. While in Marvel you would just be another guy writing human stories. You know, and like well I'm <laughs> not it's, even to to say quite that unremarkable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm just I don't mean that in a bad way, but no, it's it no, like no. I'm sure they would be incredible stories but like your human touch I think would be kind of it might be lost in the sea of Marvel right. to an extent you know where it's just like oh Tom's writing this one over here well that's just he's doing a human touch on Spider-Man well let's go read <laughs> the other human guy. he's already <laughs> mad
2: like <laughs> yeah I
0: uh, appreciate
1: that good you made the right decision uh, <laughs> uh yeah um but oh man I'd love I'd love a shot at those Marvel characters Mar- Marvel is but it, it's, I love DC. I, I like the people there. I like my editor. I like my, I like their art. I mean, Mitch yeah. is signed there. Clay is signed there. Doc is signed there. I, I, <sighs> I, 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 um, so. It's, yeah, there's like, nothing- DC's looks where my home is.
2: There's nothing that at Marvel right now that looks like Mr. Miracle Strange Adventures up in the sky. Yeah. You know, Batman right now. It's,
1: yeah, take that Marvel. Eat it. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it Marvel, well, work right. with us, so, come so on. I, so I was an intern for Chris Claremont when I was in college and, um, and his job at the time was to read all comic books and sort of, he was his creative director. Yes. And so he, he would read all the scripts and he would comment on them and the people would ignore his comments. But <laughs> I, 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 was his, I was his faithful intern, so my job was sort of sit on his knee, uh, sometimes literally. But no, uh, and, 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 and he would sort of like, tell me like, oh, this script sucks, This because he hated everything. Uh, <laughs> and it's and, awesome. And but but like you do that for you know you are six months and you're 20 years old and it's Chris Claremont who I worshipped as a writer yeah and like and, and his his calling card was always like these these characters aren't human these characters aren't you know his idea was like if you have a power your power costs you if you're um, you know if you're rogue and you can you can touch somebody and get super powerful that means you can't touch people like he's like you you put your your weakness in your power your power costs you something there's a cost to everything you do and i just remember chris just banging that into me banging that into me And i said it never got out of me in terms of story
0: it's really cool so i i have a question that from our question pool over here that i yeah, have. I think we've we've done one of those so oh we actually done a few more just haven't really? mentioned it that came from a few people <laughs> <laughs> well because a lot of them i look <laughs> at like this particular one where the question is was Thomas Wayne always a part of your plan for your Batman run or was it surprising it it was surprising that he played a critical role in the end game of the run and and this is what's happened with most of these questions I read these and then go no that is it so here's how I would (laughs) (laughs) Sal, shut up (laughs) (laughs) so Thomas Wayne's inclusion that was such a out of left field because we saw it early on and everyone's like it's Flashpoint Batman and we're like is it right (laughs) And then it was. So, what yeah. did, did was that always on the thing, or was this another Dan DiDio calling you going, remember, <laughs> This is another Dark Batman. Keep him. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, marketable.
1: Who, um, <laughs> he was always on the table because um, we, 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 we had brought him in uh, with the button issues. Um, and, and I, I really liked that sort of last line of don't be, be Batman. And I liked him as a character cause he was such a shithole Batman. Like people forget, <laughs> like he was really bad. he I mean, his, his wife was the Joker and died in front of him. like, he had huge traumas and, and he would kill people. And he was like, um, yeah. and then, and, and Josh wrote that line where we like, that's his last words to like Don't become Batman. I like that idea. Um, and so he was supposed to play a role, but it was supposed to be more of a Darth Vader to Bane's Emperor kind of role. Mm. Where like, yeah, where he would be sort of the enforcer to Bane. Um, and as it got a longer, a long, like I said, editorial was more heavy in the last or sort of, 25 issues of the run. And they very much wanted to elevate him and diminish Bane. Mm. And that's what that's what ended up happening. All they kind of switched places. I do love some of the comments.
0: I do love some of the comments you've gotten from that. Like, he made Thomas Wayne a bad guy. And I'm like... Did anyone read Flashpoint? Like, that was yeah. that was the whole point of him. You know what his bad, Batman.
2: Yeah, yeah his no, Batcave is just he, a bottle of Jack Daniels and a gun, right? Like, it's...
0: That, right,
1: <laughs> <that> coming, like. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, once Brian Azzarello gets a three issues with you, you're no longer a good guy. That's, like, the <laughs> rule.
0: This is very true. Okay, so I just I I, I mean, oh, standing yeah. through these uh
1: Yeah, see he was he was always if you read the if you read his miniseries in Flashpoint and read him in the Bane books, he was
0: always sort of the he was not the good guy of the Flashpoint. You know, right. Sure. He never was. It was just like he was the Batman who at the last second made the right decision. But that was it. That was like That's a, right. That was his only saving. And race. his right decision was to kill somebody, which Batman would never which do. Which Batman would never yeah, do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he's but already a loved, failure. <laughs> I just loved the comments that we got like, oh, oh yeah. he oh, ruined cool. him. He ruined Flashboy Batman. Like, I'm like, this guy was the mass murdering Batman. That was his whole character.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was Batman we with
1: a with a gun.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's uh, that's Batman. not Batman. Um I am just just this is you don't have to answer this question uh, if you don't want to, but how is the new god script coming along?
1: Uh I mean it will just be all platitudes because it's kind of boring, but
2: uh it's it's going well. Um what's the yeah, what's I, the copy? I, like it's going well. We're very excited. Yeah, we're going, yeah. <laughs> I can't say anything. It's just because if
1: I it's the movie world, like you say like one thing it gets spun out into this thing but right? i mean yeah right. i mean it, I, I can tell you it's still going i can tell you ava's very invested in it i can tell you that warner brothers is very invested in it and um and that uh, I'll take i was that. Working on I, it I heard it
0: literally spins. today i'm gonna i heard what you just said uh Tweet. tom king confirms spin-off uh
2: <laughs> big Barda series on hbo yeah, max big Barta, solo
0: in. series hbo max uh, female
2: fury series here it comes <laughs> um,
0: um, but it's it's
1: very it's, i mean this is my first like hollywood thing and to be writing a big old hollywood movie is definitely an, an eye-opening experience it's definitely I'll, new as you I, like, I like that i i like the wording eye-opening it's an experience. eye-opening experience <laughs> it is an eye-opening experience but it's writing a script is i mean they're fun i i i comics are still my first love you know i'm doing i've done tv shows none of it gets made into either, but, uh but i you know i've done tv shows and I've done, I've done hollywood stuff it's comics are the best man i'm telling you they're the most fun to write they're the most fun to create the fans are the best it's it's you can reach heights in comics that you can't reach in movies i know i'm I'm probably the only person who thinks in the world but i think it uh, because it's 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 more of your creative vision it's 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 more you can put more of yourself into it than you can
0: true yeah i mean you also have no budget to worry about you don't have to worry about like well i want to do this big scene oh but we're over budget yeah you know (laughs) yeah all it does is gonna be like we're over budget (laughs) they can't draw that half of the scene so you would get half a panel. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: funny you say that, but I, I think it's almost the, I mean, the opposite of my experience in that like, when when you're a comic writer and you get to be a script writer, you immediately, cause comics, you can do very few like big dialogue scenes. Like you can do maybe two pages of two characters talking to you. Like I did Strange Adventures today and there's two characters walking and talking for like three pages. That's yes. like as far as you can go, which right. is like, just, but in a, in a film you can do, you know, five minutes of dialogue—it's so much more dialogue than you could ever fit in a comic. And as as a as a comic creator, like, sweet, I'm going to write a bunch of people sitting in a diner just talking. Like, <laughs> who do I don't need to do? Like, I don't need to do space wars anymore. I want to do talking scenes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then when I, when I do comics, yeah, people say, "Oh, there's comic books. There's no budget in comics." But that's a total lie because the budget of a comic book is how much your how much time your artist has to spend on that right. page.
0: Oh, sure, yeah.
1: And, um, and 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 I'm such a dumbass because I like my artists and they're my friends. So if I'm like, "Hey, Clay, can you draw me thirty dudes um, and they're all zombies?" Um and they're all dancing on horses. You know, like right. he's gonna he's gonna call my wife and be like, what the fuck is this guy's problem?
0: Right. But like, like
1: he's telling I,
0: on you. You do yeah.
1: have to th- I mean, I, I do, you know, like when I'm writing a comic, I was like, Oh man, I just gave that guy six six panel pages in a row. I better give him a few splashes, you know, he's gonna pay his bills. <laughs> um, so
2: by the way, thank you for the Trojan Horse Mr. Terrific series we got out of Strange Adventures because uh, thanks to my uh, big barda, she was like, "This is an amazing, Mr. Terrific book," and I'm like, "Oh, it is!" And she's like, "Yes."
0: <laughs> like, <and laughs>
2: it's you're getting, yet. you're elevating that character into like people's conscious, people's collective un- collective unconscious. So they're like, people are going to start asking for. Mr. Terrific books now, which you know, please.
1: It's very much a Mr. Terrific Alana Adam book. It's not an Adam Strange book. I mean, it's not called that. We could have easily called it Adam Strange or no, Adam Strange's but... Adventures or something. It's called Strange Adventures. It's not. It's not about Adam Strange. It's about Adam Alana and Mr. Terrific. It's those That's three awesome. people are the leads. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Terrific is just a fucking fun to write. His well, I mean, he's a guy who's depressed and then kicks ass. It's my favorite kind of guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just such your bread and butter. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. so, uh, yeah. A depressed guy that's kicking ass? Where's the where's the strong independent <laughs> woman behind him? That's it. Where's the strong independent? <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, man. Oh uh so you're you're in you're in you're in G4 for Tom King. Uh what's uh can we, g4, what, what, that's right what can you tease about g4 said, we got we
0: gotta be careful on the phrasing because last time we mentioned anything involving G's we got yelled at so. I, I was making a joke <laughs> about the
2: five about the about the G's but there's no more G's it's this is this is it is just King's 4G.
0: It's the um, only time that we've ever ever actually gotten kind of like a yelled at kind of situation by DC. Like Oh they, yeah, we, that's
2: right. They were, yeah. They th- they, there was rumors 5G's.
0: rolling around about 5G early on. Now it's been Jim Lee's officially said it's dead, but it was early yeah. on. And we were like, so what can you tell us about 5G? We don't talk about 5G. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Fair enough. Got it. No 5G. Yeah.
2: So uh Joker Wars wrapping up. <laughs> <laughs> My <laughs> character is really po- really hot right
0: now <laughs> i thought you were saying the generations of tom king i'm like is he yeah. allowed to say generations i feel like they're just we gonna- can
2: say generations. there's a book they're putting out called generations with the with the 1930s batman we're okay uh but yeah no <laughs> but what can you tease about the ne- about, about, about g4 but like you know what you're where you're, where you're headed and what you're, uh, where you're headed i feel like.
1: like we're still i i mean it's, it feels so weird because i i mean Rorschach 1 came out today. There's 11 more issues of that thing to go. Backcat yeah. 1 doesn't come out for a bunch of months and then there's 12 more issues of that to go. So like No,
2: but 2021 oh. and 22. What's that all about? <laughs> Who gives a <laughs> shit? That's over. That's all that's yesterday's news. I bought Rorschach, We're
0: good. The fact <laughs> was- of the matter is whatever you release in 2020 no one cares about cuz because 2020 is going to be stricken from the records oh, of the yeah. world. Yeah, this year go, is a year over. 2019, 2021. What happened yeah, in 2020? we're going no, to call 2021 2022. No 2020. Like 2020 <laughs> with like a little squared at the
2: top. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I, I mean, just to contrast. So this 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 current generation. these these are like I said, the I the last generation, those were kind of books about. There was some hope in them. There was very much like these were books about sad dudes finding love. Yes. Um, this current book. These are a little more angrier books. These are much more. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not in that sort of um, sad. I'm 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 angrier. I'm pissed. I'm I'm looking at the world and I'm just like God. Fuck this fucking thing. You know. Just yeah. Like, I mean, I was stuck at home today with my three children who are um, remote learning, and my wife is forced to go into work because she has a stupid, bu- no, she's a wonderful boss, who so she should with um, And- <laughs> That's uh, the cut. That's the cut right there. <laughs> no, my wife, not it wasn't just, it was just I, I don't like people forcing other people to go to work in this environment. Amen. So that that yeah. it sits bad with me. Um, but she, so like, you know, so I'm home with these three kids, and we're in the pandemic, and we're all wearing masks, and my kids are They're all their computers are breaking, and just like, just, I just, you want to tear your goddamn hair out like it just can't stand to be here anymore I'm so yeah so i mean th- those that current generation of books is, is it's a lot of i mean there, it's a lot about sort of our current moments and and then and, uh, and then all the fucking lies that are in our lives now i'm just tired of the lies and tired of people just being two-faced and and lying to your face and, uh and that that's 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 those those three books um but the next generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> those books are fun like i i, I I really took off. I mean, it's when you bring up Superman Up in the Sky, but like I had so much fun doing that book and it got a very nice reception. So I was like, I want to take off from that. I want to go, instead of heading deeper into this sort of dark hole, I want to jump onto that Superman Up in the Sky. And again, adjust my style, adjust my outlook and write books that are, um, instead of deconstructing genres, they ride them like waves. You know, they, 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 they are genres and they're just like crystal clear, perfect visions of that genre and and they give you you know um so yeah i mean they're incredibly f- fun to fun to write and fun to do and hopefully fun to read yeah so that it's more i'm, I'm hoping that 21 22 and you know when we get through this that yeah fucking there's a rainbow over our heads or some bullshit <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> you know, like, like and then, and then, and, then, and, that, and, that, and that's the mood that'll come um, cool. Or else I'm just tired of writing sad shit. That also gives another thing. That's <laughs> fair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Everything's I, happy. <laughs> I love. I love that Rorschach is among the transition from like depressed dudes who find love because it's like yeah, Rorschach. I don't see him hooking up anytime no. soon.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, Rorschach's very old now, man. Eighty-four was a while back.
0: That's fair. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, it wasn't that long ago. No. But, yeah, uh, not that long ago, but. <laughs> A lot of earlier important yeah, things came around that time.
1: Age again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: uh, so yeah, um, he's a little be hooking up, but I mean, never tell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. So that, yeah, that's 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 the future.
0: That's awesome. But, um, I'm assuming I, we're going to be starting to wind down here. So I have one hot topic question. I need ooh, to know the answer to. I'm ready. How do you feel about this Tom Taylor Tom King thing? And how did it even start? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I hate it.
1: You know I'm
2: Australian. I just I have a (laughs) have
1: a thing. I hate koala bears. I mean everything's good, but I fucking hate. Uh,
2: Well, they have chlamydia. uh, you know they're they're gross. I just I want the hot topic. I want the answer. You know like (laughs) what's the? How did it come about? I don't know. Two
1: bald white dudes with beards who are named Tom and write DC books. Yeah.
0: And well, I, I always books. assumed that there must have been like some misprint initially. Yeah, I would have assumed, that, yeah, it was like it a, like Variety was like, Tom Taylor's writing the New Gods movie. And it's like, God damn it. Right, nice. right, because you two go back and forth about it all the time now, which, which makes it even funnier. Yeah. But I was like, where did this start? Like somebody, something big had to make put the wrong person's name on something.
1: I, I don't, you know, it's funny because so Jeff King, um, who's currently the showrunner um, on Netflix for oh my stupid brain is breaking. Um, he does that sounds like a good show. show on Netflix. <laughs> what's what's the uh, Gerard Way superhero show on Netflix? Um, oh, Umbrella Academy. Yes. Umbrella. He's the showrunner for Umbrella Academy. He came in and, and wrote some books for DC Comics back then. His name's Jeff King. My name's Tom King, and uh, so we got confused all the time to the point where if you get the Omega Men trade and you look at the like who it's copyright registered to, it says Jeff King wrote the book. So like,
2: <laughs> oh no, like, Is it really? Like,
1: even DC registered a, a book under Jeff King's name that I wrote. Uh, so we'd already—I already had the Jeff King, Tom King problem, and then the stupid Tom Taylor came along. I don't—I don't know. I think I think a lot of people just confuse us, and it makes sense. I would confuse us, as if I was—I was that way. I—I I, uh, when I was a, who
0: were were
1: creators i thought were the same creator as a kid i don't know i probably didn't <laughs> know this did john romita jr and senior were different people so.
0: <laughs> i didn't know they were different people for the longest junior time. in the two, early two days Buscemas.
2: yeah it was, the, i was uh, always curious john and Sal. i didn't yeah. know if it was
0: a joke you guys started off or like i was like somebody had to it, it had to be a mix-up at some point there had to be a real one that came through and we, speaking we, of your omega men by the way what happened to the, the omega ring you made and the omega men like can we get a sequel or just something can you be the guy that brings back kyle <laughs>
1: 'Cause I don't even know I where loved Kyle. Kyle, is man.
0: Kyle was awesome. I don't even know where he is anymore. Like you through you with the last good thing with him and it's just like he's like I'm back and poof. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and Morrison's like not on my watch. Yeah, like <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, Kyle was super fun. Uh, people forget that character. Because he's cool because every other Green Lantern was picked because they have, don't have fear, but Kyle just happened to be in an alley wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes! And then literally, Ganthet's line is, you'll do.
2: How, yeah, yeah. That's the, right. You're the greatest among us. <laughs>
0: I remember. I remember reading. I, I know. We're, I know. We said. We should, I, I just said we should be wrapping this up. But I remember reading Omega Man. I was so mad at you because I am like one of the. I have a Green Lantern tattoo right here. I'm like. It's. Nerd. I'm like. I, yeah. <laughs> I love Green Lantern, and you're writing him, and I'm like, Kyle's got no ring. What the hell happened to Kyle? Because like you open it, and like he's just Kyle's got no ring, and we're just we're not doing that. He's not a Green Lantern. And I'm like, what is? Why would you do that? Like. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a typical Tom thing. Tear him down and then put him back <laughs> up. But people are so pissed when you tear him down. That was another guy I killed. Yeah, I killed Kyle in the first eight-pager. I chopped his head off.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah, yeah, killed him, no ring, everything was gone. And yeah, I was man. just like, because I, my, my I, as, as a fan of Green Lanterns, trying to, you know, not really getting everything you're doing at the time, I'm just looking at it like, why even use a Green Lantern if you're not going to do it? Like, right. what's even the point? <laughs> Listen, Kyle
2: had a long history, he was an artist, <laughs> he, he dug yes. Reznor, come on, like, he's
0: gonna be he awesome. dug Resner. He's one
1: of the few Hispanic characters that has prominence
0: yes. in the DC universe. Yeah. You know what I've yeah. just realized, now that I'm talking to you, you're probably the only writer that I ever always start hating, and then I love where it's going. Like-
2: yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, like, oh, he's done it again, and then you're like, oh, he did it again.
0: Yes! I'm the asshole. <laughs>
1: yeah but isn't that fiction man isn't that what fiction does i mean the whole point of fiction is to create tension and then yes and then release it like that's yeah. the whole point like you do um, a really good but job not of to my favorite character <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man
1: when, I mean, when you read Watchmen for the first time and you're like how you're like what the fuck he deep the squid shit you know like yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah I, I think that's your i don't know that's kind of our jobs as writers is to sadly create that tension
2: yeah. Did you did you see that scene? Uh speaking of Tom Taylor, uh in the latest Deceased? with um with with uh with, with uh, Orion and uh and yes, Scott. Did and then Superboy's wrong. just like, What's wrong the with your stand-up. family? <laughs> I had to assume he called you and was like, "I'm going to do the stand-standing scene or something like that."
1: <laughs> yeah, he sent me. He sent me the pages. I was like, "I love him." Man. That's I nice. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Tom is the nicest guy, and it's funny because you know, like we had all this confusion. Then we got, and we I, we knew each other vaguely, uh, but he, you know, he's from so far away, so he doesn't do a lot of cons. Yeah, and I, I've never done an Australian con, but he started to do. He started to do more of them before the stupid shutdown. So we, and we have so much in common. It's sad, like we're both. I mean, I was never a street performer. Uh, for 10 years like you but uh, but we both have like our kids are very similar and our wives are very similar we're passionate about this like it's scary we're like we really are really weird mirror images yeah. we even wear a fucking hat all the time it's just it's stupid yeah um, but, uh, but I, I love Tom he's fucking so nice he's he's one of my favorite <laughs> writers I can't uh, speak high. go buy that guy's comic and he writes good comics man I was reading a suicide squad the other day I was like shit this is good Yeah. I was like this is, these, these are the kind of DC comics I
2: love
0: right it's, it's weird because you like to tear the character down so people hate you for that and then he kills them and then people hate him for that yeah <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> that's true yeah. he
1: revels in it though man he's
0: like, he's like you won't believe
1: what i'll do man That you won't believe how crazy it's <laughs> gonna be
0: I, I was reading, the. I've read all of his Injustice stuff and I felt like every issue was a roller coaster. Like, yes, oh, oh my God, no, no, Tom's writing this. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's like, I here, know I got all top? the toys. I'm going to break them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I, uh, I dig uh, that, yeah. No, we're not turning this into the Tom Taylor podcast. No, no, I was going to say, like because oh, yeah, I was literally about to go like, oh man, you know what, he's, what he was really good at is, because uh, <laughs> <'cause> he does <laughs> that, this but like, is, like, you don't feel the cynicism. Like he does it, but like it's earned.
0: And it's like, who now, gives see, a that's shit. Actually, we're not talking uh, about he, what, he'll come on the Sal show
2: does. we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll you no know, he
0: invites we'll writers watch. and then we talk about other writers we don't yeah even that's like actually that's, that's, the, that's the hit of
2: the, that's the hitch of the show that's the whole gimmick oh good no. yeah
0: <laughs> I decided to was, was Tom Praley. Taylor every
1: single episode you
2: just you just invite people <laughs> to <about> Tom Taylor <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing it's how you many episodes we get away with I wonder how many episodes we get away with before we before people would just stop coming on the show we're like okay so you've you know you wrote Mr. Miracle you're great uh but that being said we're gonna talk about deceased obviously because Tom Taylor is an incredible <laughs> writer you like, that's cool yeah he's great but like we've just we've been talking for two hours about
0: tom taylor what the hell <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i can just see the email that tom, K- tom king sends to his editor like i'm never talking to those guys yeah. again Like <laughs> blacklist
2: no i assume that's already that there's already a list don't no,
0: oh, like, of course yeah no no <laughs> The no list yeah
2: yeah not those guys um but yeah, man. Uh, and we've
0: earned that right today.
2: Definitely. <laughs> if nothing else, this episode has proven that we do not deserve to have Tom King on the show. <laughs> so thank it you for proves that it. I do not deserve to be on your show, I think is the, the Oh no. No, no, no. Oh least... no, you've been an incredible guest. Thank you so Absolutely. much for being here.
0: I'm assuming this is the signal of we're wrapping up. Yeah, this, yeah. I figured it was a good transition, okay. but then we ruined oh, okay. it because we referenced it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's how you do a joke. You tell people the joke and it, you right, know then yeah. it makes it makes it it's funnier. Meta. Yeah. 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 It's not. <laughs> we're, um, we're not the writers. You're the writer. So, you know, yeah, you, you, you know how it yeah. actually works. So now you'll be the editor. How do we do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'll send you an email. Look for it. You'll I look
2: forward to it. I'll, I'll refresh. I felt it was a little labored, uh, but yeah. Listen, everybody, uh, if you want more of Tom King, obviously you have to go uh, on October twenty third to the twenty fifth to watch him at the Baltimore Comic Con online. Go to BaltimoreComicConLive.com dot uh, and follow. And you're gonna talk to Dave Gibbons, dude. You loved Watchmen. He drew the damn thing, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be really exciting.
1: Yeah, but I can't be like, oh man, I can't Chris Farley him up and be like, remember that time you did Watchmen? <laughs> That was awesome, that was awesome,
2: <laughs> dude. That was me. I when I met Dave Gibbons at like New York Comic Con, I was like, "Hey, man, uh, I have this Batman Predator poster. Could you sign this?" And he, to his credit, he goes, he turns to his to, it, it was, I don't know if it was his wife or his handler, but he was like, "This is the book I did with Andy Kubert," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was Batman and the Predator. And then, uh, and then I gave him my sketchbook, and he goes, "It's going to be Rorschach." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that's fair I don't care he's like alright here you go <laughs> what a delight this is another reason why I have to check out this panel uh, obviously also you're going to be talking to Cecil Castellucci uh, Kirby 4th World Remix uh, on at 7pm uh, and more fr- Sunday 9pm uh, Streets of Gotham panel so many more creators watch it all BaltimoreComicConLive.com Tom where can everybody find you and, 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 and get more of your work uh, what's your socials tell them all
1: uh, I'm I'm not very on the socials very much, but I mean I'm, I'm on uh, Twitter. I'm Tom King TK, but I'm not there too often these days. And I'm Tom King underscore TK uh, at Instagram. Um, but more importantly, I have books on the shelf. So just buy Rorschach,
0: um, right.
1: if you or or buy Strange Adventures. And I've been saying this a lot. Uh, go out and vote, please. You you can skip by my books if you just go out and vote. <laughs> you can you can take a break. And, and I'll send and, and, and we'll get there. But that's the most important thing right now is get your voice heard and get out there. And Please.
2: Amen.